Alright, welcome in. Farzine Vasugan here with you for another episode of Farzcast. It is episode 100 of Farzcast. Appreciate all of you guys downloading and listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're all doing well, having a great week, getting ready for the weekend. A lot of you guys probably are uh, out of school if you're a student, so uh, summertime for just about everybody. I know uh, not every school gets out exactly this time of year. Every school district is different. Every state's different. But nonetheless, uh, it's basically summertime, almost summertime if you're uh, not quite there yet. A lot of things to get into here on this episode of Cast. The NFL obviously getting a lot of news lately with their schedule and also some breaking news with their streaming service, uh, or at least a deal they broke with a streaming service. Get into that in a moment. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs are continuing to unroll. They're both in the conference championship series. Those both should be pretty good. So far, they've been pretty good on the NBA side. We'll see how it goes on the NHL side. John Morant, once again, in trouble for the same exact thing. We'll talk about that. Devontae Adams threw his own team, the Raiders, under the bus. And Frank Mason no longer has possession of his college AP Player of the Year award. Very interesting story there. I just kind of learned about this before we started recording. So I want to get into that later on in the podcast. How are you guys? Uh, For those of you listening to the podcast live on Facebook, appreciate you guys coming in here. I see some of you guys in the chat room. So much appreciated for those of you guys listening live. This is my first time doing a podcast uh, during the the day on a weekday. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, Not really anticipating a big audience for this one. for obvious reasons, given we're doing this uh, early in the day, uh, usually I do this uh, in the evening when we got a lot more people uh, that are probably off work, at home listening, are able to listen. Uh, but there's always the archive version, so for those of you listening to the archive version, appreciate you guys as well, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Let's get right into it, because like I said, we've got a lot to unfold on this podcast. Okay, so the NFL came out with uh, some news this week that their wild one of the wild card games for the playoffs is going to stream exclusively on Peacock. I asked you, your guys' opinions on this. Uh, there were a lot of negative reactions to this. A lot of people unhappy over the fact that the NFL once again is making you sign up for a streaming service. In order for you to want to catch all of their games. So this is only one game though. But it is a big game. It is it's a playoff game. And if you're a Chiefs fan. Which a lot of you guys listening are. There's a chance that you might miss this game. If you do not have Peacock. Because the Chiefs are frequently in the playoffs nowadays. Uh, obviously a lot of people anticipating that they have the one seed. And they'll have a bye. So that it's not anything you will worry about, but you never know. Not every year uh, the Chiefs do have the number one seed locked up. So uh, given that the Chiefs are, are a playoff team, this is something that you would have to think about. Uh, let's go over all the streaming services you need if you are an NFL fan. If you want to catch every single game like me, I mean, if you are an NFL maniac, here's what you need. You need Amazon Prime Video, 
to uh, to be able to watch all the Thursday night football games. That uh, excludes Week One, the uh, season opener game. That is on NBC traditionally. They started this last year where one of the games, one of the international games, and I do want to get into the international series a little later. That will be exclusively on ESPN+. Plus This year, I believe it's going to be Jacksonville and Atlanta. Uh, not a game that a lot of people are going to go crazy over losing to a streaming service, but at the end of the day, if you're waking up at 8.30 and you're unable to watch the game, a lot of people will watch it, comment about it on social media. If the game is close, it kind of makes you want to be able to see it. doesn't mean the game is going to be terrible. Uh, yeah, there could be two bad teams playing, but if the game's entertaining, it's close coming down to the wire. Well, then everyone's going to want to be able to see it. Let's add in the fact that this year, the NFL is no longer uh, with DirecTV. I should uh, clarify, NFL Sunday Ticket is no longer with DirecTV. That is moving exclusively to YouTube TV. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe NFL Red Zone is no longer on DirecTV either. And that will also be on YouTube TV. Don't quote me on the Red Zone part. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... In general, uh, that that whole NFL Sunday ticket package, I believe, is moving to YouTube TV exclusively. So we got Prime Video for Thursday Night Football. We got ESPN Plus for one of the international games. Peacock for that wildcard game. And YouTube TV for Sunday ticket. If you want to be able to catch every single football game possible, you're going to need for streaming services. Now, I did ask the question that uh, some of... Uh, I, I have no knowledge of this. I want to sign up for this because I have a lot of questions myself because some people talked about limitations with this. NFL Plus. I know the NFL came out with this last year and was pushing for this. But they were pr- promoting it pretty aggressively, trying to get people to sign up for this. But not a lot of people... Uh, Liked it. Uh, there, there were more negative reviews than positive reviews, at least from the people I've asked on social media. So I'm going to sign up for this and just kind of see for myself. Obviously, the selling point is you can watch games live. I'm curious how how many games are archived on there because there are a lot of Chiefs games I would love to go back and and rewatch. I'm also wondering, do they have the ability to air certain specials from NFL films or Hard Knocks? I mean, I definitely would love to go back and watch Chiefs Hard Knocks all over again. No, it wasn't the, the greatest season, but doesn't mean the you, the product was not any good, especially as a Chiefs fan. So, the NFL is moving forward with this stuff pretty aggressively. ESPN Plus, uh, the UFC went from Fox Sports to ESPN Plus, where a majority of their events are on ESPN+, Plus, including their pay-per-views. Only one pay-per-view was available for free since the UFC made this switch, I think in 2019. And occasionally they'll have some events on ESPN, and once in a while they'll have events on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Uh, this whole issue started a couple years ago locally because... With the Kansas Jayhawks, and I know not everyone listening is a Kansas Jayhawks fan, but I would say every single person at least has a vested interest in the Kansas Jayhawks. Either you love them or you hate them and you want to see them lose. You too, If you're a K-State fan or if you're an MU fan, you tune into KU games in the hopes for a rare event that they lose a game. But there, there have been some KU games, even some Big 12 matchup games, 
that have been exclusively on ESPN+. Now, I know with Thursday Night Football, when the Chiefs and Chargers played, that was exclusively on Prime, but in the Kansas City area, that was available on NBC. Um, so if you, uh, so the local NBC affiliate in Kansas City was KSHB. And I know in the LA area, because that's where the Chargers, that's the team that was playing the Chiefs for this first ever prime game. Um, they had a local network, uh, that was airing it on their, uh, one of their stations. So this whole thing with, with the NFL Prime and ESPN Plus, and I mentioned KU basketball, and I think some of their football games too, college sports, pro wrestling, and MMA. I mean, they've been into the whole streaming service game for quite some time. They've been kind of uh, ahead of the uh, game for a while, and I guess they've been kind of used as um, testing pools for this kind of thing. I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but this is the future. And I'll say one other thing right now that a lot of people will not like. The Super Bowl will one day be exclusively on a streaming service. So if it's going to be Chiefs versus Eagles, and I don't know what network the uh, the next Super Bowl is going to be on. Let's just say it's going to be on CBS. And now we're not anticipating this to be the case this upcoming season, but in the future, CBS could say the next time we have a Super Bowl, it will only be available on Paramount Plus. The next time Fox has a Super Bowl, they could have the option to stream it exclusively on Fox Sports Go. I don't believe Fox is tied into any other streaming service at least not right now if the if NBC ever has a Super Bowl in the future they could one day have it exclusively on Peacock listen think about so think about some of the more popular shows on television today okay I know the last of us that was a big hit uh this past winter and spring but how many shows out there are so popular today? That are on TV. Like CBS, ABC, NBC, HBO. I mean there aren't a lot of people talking about shows on those networks. So many people when they talk about TV shows are always talking about shows on Netflix. Shows on Disney Plus or Hulu or Paramount Plus, Peacock, wherever. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Ted Lasso, um, isn't that on Apple TV? Speaking of Apple TV, if I if I if I'm not mistaken, all of Major League Soccer games are on Apple TV. So I know this is not something a lot of people like. Look at uh, shows like The Mandalorian or all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows. Those are all on Disney Plus. Netflix has a plethora of shows on there that so many people like. Um, I know there's one. My mom was telling me about, about a show called Beef. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, uh, but the main character is uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead, if anyone remembers that. Um, he was uh, a main staple of the show for about five years on The Walking Dead. Now he's on one of the more popular streaming shows that I hear so much about. Um, Squid Game, 
I, I mean, everyone remembers Squid Game, or even if you didn't watch it, you at least heard about it. That was a huge deal on Netflix. So I think you get the point here. A lot of the popular television shows are now on streaming services. No one is turning on tele, direct TV, Spectrum, UVerse, whatever you have. No one's turning on their TV to tune into their favorite TV show nowadays. I mean, what, you basically have some reality TV and some few other shows here and there that have been around for a while that people tune into. All these popular big-name television shows are on streaming services now. If we were to go over the top 10 television shows from 2022, and if we revisit this in about nine months and look at the top 10 television shows from 2023, I'm willing to bet a majority of these shows are from streaming services. Yeah, for 2023, you might have The Last of Us, um, maybe another show here or there. But in general, man, all the popular shows are on streaming services. That's the direction sports leagues are going to now. I know a lot of people don't like it. I, I'm certainly not the biggest fan of it. Um, I do have a lot of these streaming services. I just recently got into Peacock, uh, been paying attention to a little bit of pro wrestling here and there. That's all I've used Peacock for. Uh, I suppose it'll, uh, be, uh, useful in January for that wildcard game. A lot of people don't want to sign up for a bunch of streaming services though, just to watch one sport. And I, I, listen, I don't know all the machinations. Like how is it that you can be, if I was, um, if I had DraftKings as a sponsor, I would not be able to have FanDuel or BetMGM or all these other betting sites. That just wouldn't work. So I don't know exactly what the NFL has in these contracts that allows them to partner with so many different streaming services. Because obviously Prime, Peacock, ESPN+, YouTube TV, they're not partnered together. I mean, these those services are are all separate from one another. So I don't know how the NFL is able to pull all of this off, um, but they, they they found a way to do it, I guess, and good on them. I'm not faulting the NFL for this. I mean, this is their way of making even more money, but let's, once again, I said this before with the uh, NFL allowing flexibility for Thursday night football games and now supposedly Monday night games, don't talk about caring about your fans. Because there are a lot of people who don't have the luxury of being able to afford four streaming services. I mean, a lot of people have Netflix, right? That's the number one streaming services, uh, streaming service, excuse me, out there. So people are already tuning into that. Um, if you've got kids, Disney Plus is probably um, one that a lot of people uh, have. Maybe uh, Paramount Plus as well because they have the Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. content on there. Then you got to get all these other streaming services just to be able to watch football or watch all of football, I should say. You'll still be able to get some games on CBS and Fox. I'm telling you guys right now, love it or hate it, the Super Bowl is going to be next at some point. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, and I'm very curious to know what are people going to do at that point? No one wants to miss the Super Bowl. People might be people might be okay with missing Jacksonville versus Atlanta on, for that ESPN Plus London game or 
potentially one uh, playoff game from the wild card round. But if you talk about conference championship games or the Super Bowl, that's when the discussion will ramp up. And a lot of people, even the, the non-sports media, will start having a discussion about all of this. But until then, the NFL is going slowly and gradually with this. One day the big games are going to be on the streaming services. Just watch. All right, the schedule came out last week. I've not had a chance to do a podcast uh, since this happened. Uh, uh, Look, this whole international series deal. Brenda says we have YouTube TV and get everything we want. Even streaming can't even get any plus. They don't support all the stations. None of them do. Yeah, see, I just got YouTube TV recently because, oh, you mean can't get everything. Okay, that's what you meant. Okay, yeah. Um, I figured that's what you meant. Yeah, I, I, I looked up some of the channel lineups for Hulu Plus and YouTube TV. There was another one. I don't remember the name, but yeah, they, they don't have everything. So if you are going to go the direction of cutting the cord, I mean, you're going to have to make some choices here and there. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's going to come to the point where, you know, how much are you paying for four five or six direct TV cable boxes? Um, you do the math on that and then you do the math for all these streaming services. Well, then you probably need to cut the cord get YouTube and Hulu TV or YouTube or Hulu TV and then get some of these streaming services that are the most of interest to you. So I don't know. Uh, decisions, decisions, decisions. The NFL's made some interesting decisions uh, with their schedule. The Jaguars are going to play two weeks in a row in London. One at home. We kind of, we just talked about that with the Falcons game. And then they're going to have an away game against the Bills. Um, it's technically not away. They're, it's a neutral site game. But one team has to be introduced as the home team. The other as the away team. So you get the idea. The Chiefs, uh, they already knew that they had a home game that was going to be taken away from them. However, I, I word got out for quite some time that it was going to be the Chicago Bears and the Chiefs playing in Germany. It is instead going to be the Miami Dolphins. So you have a premier AFC matchup between two playoff teams, plus a massive storyline with Tyreek Hill's return to Arrowhead all being taken away. Um, And it's going to be in Germany instead. Listen, that, that whole like Chiefs and Dolphins thing is so interesting to me. Because that's obviously a big matchup being played internationally. Which is interesting because last I recall, the Chiefs were supposed to play the Bucks in Germany last year. You guys remember that. However, Tom Brady came out of retirement. And the owner of the Bucks, I don't have his name in front of me, but he's the chairman for the NFL International uh Series, there's a specific name for it. Uh, he's a, he's a chair, uh, the chairman for the NFL, NFL International uh, Club or whatever they call it. Committee. That's the word I was looking for. Um, obviously, he had a big say in this. And once Tom Brady came out of retirement, obviously, you don't want to send Brady versus Mahomes 
to Germany. You want to have that at your own home stadium. Makes a lot of sense because that game ended up being on Sunday Night Football. But don't tell me that we could not send Chiefs Bucks to Germany, but we can send Chiefs Dolphins to Germany. And by all means, I'm not trying to say Mahomes versus Tua is the same as Mahomes versus Brady. No, but that's still a premier AFC matchup there. Um, listen, I'm, I'm exhausted with the international series. I really am. The NFL is trying so hard to force this down our throats. Uh, I look, obviously we're going to, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you're going to watch the games. So yeah, of course I'm going to watch the games. I'm an NFL fanatic, just like a lot of people are. Um, there are a lot of people that will watch Thursday, Sunday, Monday nights. And if there is a Sunday morning game internationally, yeah, people are going to tune in like me. Um, but this whole thing about an NFL team in London, can we please stop this? There's no realistic possibility of this working out right. It's just not. Let's think logically for a moment here, okay? Let's say we do have a 33rd team, in that, or maybe they move a team. Maybe Jacksonville moves to London. Might as well since they play there every year. The, 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 the London Jaguars, right? That's their team name, okay? Let's say someone gets drafted by this London team that has no desire to want to move their entire life internationally, okay? No free agent is going to want to sign there. The same goes for coaches. Coaches are looking for a job either as a position coach, a quality control coach, a coordinator job, or maybe even a head coaching job. Who the hell is going to want to go to London, if a player gets traded from Denver to London, is that player going to want to continue his playing career in London? That player might consider retirement as soon as the trade happens. And here's why I say that. This, this talking point gets brought up every once in a while with training camp ending and teams cutting their rosters from 90 to 53. Um, Teddy Bruschi said this in 09. And this is the first time I ever paid attention to, to this kind of a uh, talking point. When a veteran gets cut after training camp unexpectedly and still wants to continue his playing career, he has to go elsewhere. And then the next decision you got to make is what do you do with your family? Because if you're eight, nine, 10 year veteran, Odds are you might have a couple of kids by that point. And what do you do then? Do you bring your wife and kids with you? Do you keep your wife and kids where they are? Because that's also the same time school starts up. So if someone unexpectedly gets traded in late August or early September to a London team, well, you got some decisions to make with your personal life. I remember Steve Nash when he played for the Phoenix Suns for a long time, he ended up signing with the Los Angeles, or he got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, I believe. I, I, I think it was a trade, not a signing. I remember he made a comment early. He said, instead of seeing my family three to four times a year during the season, I, I'll be able to see them three to four times a month. I mean, yeah, sure. Th these players have money and whatnot. Uh, they can have their family travel anytime. Yeah, sure. 
not everyone has that luxury. Like Patrick Mahomes, the guy has a massive contract. His wife makes a lot of money on social media, and they have some partnership with Airshare. They can use that plane where, whenever and wherever they want. But a player like um, I'm, I'm Justin Reed does not have that same kind of luxury in his life. I'll get to your comments in a moment, so bear with me, guys. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to get through my uh, my point here. Um, it's just not going to work, okay? Uh, especially if this trade happens. You know, when football season starts, that's all also the same time kids go back to school. So, an an NFL vet would have to make some really tough decisions if they were to get traded to London. My point being, folks, this is not going to work. Let's stop forcing this, please, for the love of God. No one's talking about these points either, by the way, I, unless I've completely missed it. I don't hear anyone bringing these points up because how in the hell is it going to? Here's the most important one that I have not heard anyone even talk about. Let's say we do have a team in London. Okay, we got 17 games a year, nine at home, eight away, or could be eight at home, nine away. This this London team is going to play eight or nine games on the road, and they're all going to be, obviously, international travel for them. That is a massive disadvantage for that London team, to travel internationally eight or nine times for games. And if you've got uh, a two-game road trip, well, then you're probably going to want to stay somewhere in the U.S. and then come back home once that final road game is over of that of that uh, road trip, it's just not a. It's just not going to work. It's really not. Um, I don't know why the NFL is so so much trying to force this. It's not going to work. Listen, realistically, what do you think would work better, a London team or NFL Europe? I think Elaine just mentioned this. Feels like the NFL has tried so many years to get into Europe. Yeah, but what about NFL Europe though? Gwen mentions XFL players. Here's my thing. The XFL came back for a second chance, and they're doing just fine. Um, Now, because of the pandemic, they did have to shut down operations, but they just came back. They just had their championship game. The USFL's second season is underway. Now, the American Alliance, uh, the Alliance of American Football, that failed in 2019, and they seized operations mid-season. You still have the Canadian Football League. You still have the Indoor Football League, and the Arena League is planning to come back in 2024. If all of these leagues are working, why wouldn't NFL Europe work? And listen, I understand no one wants to see Shane Buchel playing in Europe. Well, too bad. This is our sport here. Do we have uh, Arsenal and Manchester United playing their big rivalry game in the United States? Hell no. I know somebody mentioned that they're having like some sort of summer series in the U.S. Are they bringing their best players? I don't believe they are. I don't believe they are. So why are we so focused on trying to bring in this international crowd when other leagues, other sports don't give a damn about doing the same for us? They're just not. They're really not. Again, you have the XFL that essentially was on their third chance. 
and just completed a successful season. You have the USFL's second season underway. You still have the Canadian Football League. The Arena League is coming back. Why wouldn't NFL Europe work? Why wouldn't it? Their last season, I believe, was in 2007. I would rather... we have, If we have NFL Europe, and there are a few players out there representing the Chiefs, yeah, I'd absolutely follow it. And you know what? The Arrowhead Addicts and the Chiefs Wires out there, all the Chiefs blogs... I mean, if they're serious about following Chiefs content closely, it would give them something to cover. It would certainly drive their views and whatnot. I would be far more in favor of an NFL Europe league than a London team. It's just not going to work. Mark says, with my YouTube TV account, I'm worried about the Sunday ticket and hosting parties at my place. Will I be able to stream different games on my TV simultaneously up to six TVs? No, Mark. So if I'm not mistaken, I think the limit is three to four. Four TVs. So here's my thing. I still have uh, Direct TV. I just got uh, Sunday ticket. Uh, I just got YouTube TV uh, with Sunday ticket uh, because you can get it for a discount before June 6th or June 5th. It's coming up pretty soon. Um, now I'm going to cancel that once the regular season is over because I have no use for YouTube TV after the regular season once um, Sunday ticket is over. So yeah, you do have that uh, to think about. You're not if you're in a room like mine, like here in this man cave where I have a lot of TVs. You guys all are familiar with my setup. Uh, yeah, YouTube TV would not work out. Uh, unfortunately, that was one of the first things I looked into uh, when I was uh, checking that out. So yeah, that is something you gotta you gotta keep in mind. Yeah, l- listen. To, let me just explain something. I know Europeans might not like NFL Europe because you're not getting Patrick Mahomes. You're not getting Joe Burrow. You're not getting Josh Allen. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, all those quarterbacks. Um, but this is our sport, man. Honestly, I would be far more in favor. If, if NFL Europe's not an option, here's what I'd be, be in favor of. Because I don't think NFL training camp needs to be as long as it is. Uh, with the gap at the start of training camp and the first preseason game. Start the NFL preseason the first week of August. Then you have the second week of August. So every team gets a home game and an away game. Then for your third preseason game, go international. Okay? You'll get a little bit of Patrick Mahomes that way. And listen, after that, you got to deal with Shane Buchel and uh, Blaine Gabbert, all those guys. I, 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 I don't want... I don't want to send our best games... Is there any Chiefs fan thrilled that Chiefs-Dolphins is going to Germany? No. Dolphins fans probably don't care as much. Although they'll obviously have Tyreek Hill's back. And maybe some are curious to see about what... Or were curious to see what his return would have been like. But we won't know. At least not this year. Gonna have to hope for either the playoffs or wait another year for that. Listen, I don't know how much money... The NFL is getting from all of this. But obviously they're getting a lot. Evidently you need the 4K add-on. Then the NFL ticket. And that gets you more screens. Oh, well there you go. There's also the option for connectors. I use that a little bit as well. That works also. Yeah, Gwen, I agree. Everyone wanted to see Hill and Jones go at it at Arrowhead. I mean, it's, it's friendly trash talk, but... Uh, at some point, the trash talk can uh, can hit a hit a melting point. Um, I, I did want to mention this with the NFL uh, schedule coming out. The first game 
is going to be Chiefs-Lions. Nobody said that Chiefs-Lions was going to be the first game. Everyone thought it was going to be either Chiefs-Eagles, a Super Bowl rematch, or Chiefs-Bengals for an AFC Championship rematch. Why the Lions? I think the Lions are going to be a better team, by the way. They had some some flashes last year. I know a lot of people responded by saying, well, why would you put Chiefs-Eagles when you could easily put that on Monday Night Football in week, whatever week it is? Which, that's what they ended up doing. It's a Monday Night Football game, I think in November, if I have that correctly, October or November. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Um... But don't you want to start off the season with a bang? Again, not to discredit the Lions in any shape or form, but that is the least enticing matchup you could have given. At least give me the Raiders. I know the Raiders are in disarray, and I'll get into Devontae Adams later on because that's an important subject here. But at least put a division rival in there. The Lions? I mean, listen, if the Lions end up pulling a massive upset, beating the Chiefs, uh, great, awesome. I'll come on here and admit that I'm wrong, that I was completely wrong about it. But obviously, hindsight being 2020, you don't know all these things that are going to happen ahead of time. You just don't. So what enticing matchup does somebody from... Florida give a damn about with the Lions visiting the reigning champs. I don't know. I just don't see it. I really don't. Yeah, we always do play the Bengals at the end of the season. I don't know why. It's like in the NFL's contract, like Chiefs-Bengals can only be December or January. That's kind of weird. I I didn't realize that until the schedule came out. That's the only time those two teams ever play each other. Um, By the way, I think there's some breaking news right now. Uh, Let me just quickly read this. So the FIFA World Cup Kansas City account tweeted, We are proud to announce the formation of KC 2026 and its board of directors made up of business executives, civic leaders, and elected officials. Okay, that's just... um, That's just a list of people that are, I guess, responsible for... Helping operations with this World Cup project. Okay, nothing too significant. Um, I did see KMBC was streaming something on their Facebook page, but their audio was muted. So, yeah, <laughs> not not gonna work. Yeah, I I, I understand like Chiefs uh, Chiefs versus Bengals and Chiefs versus Eagles. You could easily get the ratings on any week, but you got to open up the season with a bang. You you have to. Um, I'll admit though. The Lions are in the same position the Chiefs were in in 2017. Remember when the Chiefs were picked as a team to go visit the Patriots? Nobody cared except for Chiefs fans. Um, Chiefs fans were the only ones thrilled about it. Some people were kind of nervous about it. So people weren't sure. Are we going to get killed by um, by the Patriots or, or, or what? But obviously that ended up being a really good game. The, the last thing I will say, how the hell is it two years in a row Chiefs playing the Bills and the Bengals are on CBS rather than a primetime game. Um, now, the 325 slots, that will still probably hit a massive audience anyway. But still, no primetime on those games? That was a pretty big surprise. I don't know what CBS did to cut that deal. 
But man, um, good on CBS. Uh, I know the Bengals game is rumored as a potential Monday night football flex. Because that's a thing now, I guess. Or at least the NFL is trying to push for that. Um, but man, uh, that's what they're doing. Good on CBS. Uh, Carson Wentz, his agent spoke out and said he is in no hurry to sign with a team. Let me adjust that headline a little bit because it should read, no team is in any hurry to sign Carson Wentz. Honest to God, like if you seriously are considering Carson Wentz, you might as well consider Colin Kaepernick, who has not played in I don't know how many years. What value does Carson Wentz bring to a team right now? I mean, the guy's gotten so many different chances after Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Washington. I don't know if I'm forgetting another one. It's just not working out for him. And if he doesn't want a backup role, if he wants a starting role, dude, good luck. He had a great 2017 season. He really did. But he... Did not lead them to the Super Bowl at the end of the day. Nick Foles did. Uh, listen, I don't know any team. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even know who it is. Gwen said they considered Baker. Um, yeah, I mean, there are far other options out there. And if, if Carson Wentz is really pushing for a starting role out there in the NFL... Good luck, dude. I mean, you better, like, at that point, your suitors would have to be a team like the Raiders or the 49ers if, they, if they're if they still dealing with some bad luck with injuries at that position. I mean, we're talking one of those teams right now. It would not be, obviously, not in Kansas City or in Philadelphia or Cincinnati. I mean, they got far far other options than that. NBA playoffs, boy, uh, game seven between the 76ers and the Celtics, uh, boy, um, let's just call a spade a spade here, the 76ers looked like complete shit in that game, I was hoping for an entertaining matchup, I didn't really have much of a, uh, much of an uh, vested interest in this, but, you know, Joel Embiid being a former Jayhawk, I was really pulling for him, uh, here's the crazy part, there was a video that went viral of the 76ers walking to their locker room backstage once they were away from the crowd uh the main part of the arena dude they did not look at they did not look dejected one bit it's like they didn't even care on their way to the locker room a lot of people have been talking about whether or not the 76ers should shake things up despite having some success getting to the playoffs the past few years and they did exactly just that doc rivers uh, who's been around a long time, has had a lot of success, was let go by the 76ers. Is this the right move? Maybe Frank Vogel is out there as a potential candidate. He was let go by the Lakers. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it, it, see, I suggested this idea if the Chiefs could not get to a Super Bowl with Andy Reid. Now, obviously, the Chiefs have been able to change that. Uh, but there was a point in time where I think like Andy Reid just had all this regular season success, but could not get to the big game. Only got there once before 2019. And people started to question, like, could the Chiefs realistically win a championship with Andy Reid? 
Well, maybe Patrick Mahomes helped change that. Um, don't get me wrong, Andy Reid still deserves a lot of credit for it. He had a lot of great teams in the past, in Kansas City and in Philadelphia. But just could not find a way to win the big one. Took him a long time. Better late than never, he's, he now has two. So that whole discussion point has been overshadowed by his two championship wins. Uh, but Doc Rivers, man, I mean, the job in Philadelphia just... When the standard was championship and you couldn't even get to the conference finals... I think Philadelphia made the right move here to uh, to move on. Celtics Heat, they just had game one last night. That was really good. Uh, better than uh, what a lot of people expected. Lakers, Nuggets. Uh, that looked like a boring game. But the Nuggets, uh, they kind of fell asleep in that fourth quarter until the last minute. The Lakers are a weird fourth quarter team. They really are. They start off very slow in a lot of their games. And in those same games... They'll come back and just pick teams apart, and it's like they—it's like—it's like they're the number one seed from the start of the season, which obviously was not the case with the Lakers. Um, I mean, look at that playing game against Minnesota; how they came back and won in overtime, and they've done it in some of these other playoff games as well. That's—that's that's what they've been doing all all season in their surge after that terribly slow start. Um, I think the Lakers will be okay. I really do. But LeBron James has got to be far more consistent. The, the guy that's been talked about as so inconsistent was Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis balled out in game one against the Nuggets. You could not have asked for a much better game from Anthony Davis. You really couldn't, couldn't have asked for anything better. But LeBron's got to be a, a far better than that for sure. John Morant. At it again, dancing in his car with a gun in the passenger seat. Um, let me just ask this question here, because a lot of people are asking, what's the big idea? He's just holding a gun in his own car or in his friend's car. At some point, though, optics plays a role. He did this before and he apologized. He did this again and is apologizing again. His his apology statement was basically a control C plus control V. You, you might as well just copy and paste it from the last statement. Because he talked about trying to be better and whatnot. He said the same thing again. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's his agent that wrote it. It's, it's still, it's coming from him. Yes, his agent writes it. He hires an agent to do that kind of thing. For his name to be on it. Um... John Morant is so talented. He really is. That series uh, Memphis had against LA, John Morant played so well too. Like he deserved the better ending there. I think there was one point in one of the games where Morant was, he scored, he was responsible for like 19 or 20 of the consecutive points for the Grizzlies. I mean, wh when have you ever heard Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James ever do that? Not to say Morant is better than those guys, but that sat line right there, you don't ever hear in the sport of basketball. Um, Morant, my, my, my point is Morant is so talented, and here we are again. We've got a talented player that's possibly going to be suspended for a very long time. Um, I mean, look at the um, look at the former Raiders player that was signed with the Chiefs for an offseason. It was during the playoffs, but it was an offseason deal. And then he got let go for doing the same thing, essentially. Or the first strike was him 
pointing a gun at the camera for a live Instagram video. Like, man, come on. I know these guys may not follow the news very closely, but John Morant surely follows sports news out there. Surely that, uh, and I can't, Damon Arnett, I think, was the Raiders player's name. I mean, did you not hear about that story? It's kind of like with Tony Ferguson, uh, the UFC fighter who just got caught with drinking and driving. It's like, man, did you not hear about the story with Henry Ruggs or Andy Reid's son? I mean, how do you not how do you not know that? Um, I mean, drinking and driving, man, that's just one thing I'll never understand. Even more so when athletes hear other athletes getting in trouble for it, but they still do it. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, last thing about the NBA. Does anyone like the draft lottery? I seriously think it's the dumbest thing out there. I get you want to be a little unique and different with your draft compared to the other leagues, but how stupid is the lottery? You got these 14 or 15 teams, whatever it is, and there's a chance that the team with the best record out of those gets the number one pick. I just don't think it should be that way. I really don't. Um... I'm sorry, it's just dumb. I don't see the logic in that. I really don't. NHL playoffs. Boy, uh, let's talk about the Florida Panthers. What a postseason for them. First, they beat the Boston Bruins in in seven games in overtime. And that's a team that had the best regular season in hockey history. Then they beat Toronto. That was hyped as the team that could have the best chance of dethroning Boston. Florida beat the Maple Leafs. And I know Toronto had that great story. First postseason uh, series win in a long time. Now they'll face the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Western Conference Finals, that is going to be a big one because that is between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. That starts on Friday. I wish I could attend this one. I really do. I really wish I could. Vegas fired Peter Dubois or DeBoer is how you say it, excuse me. He was the head coach, and now he's with the Dallas Stars. Vegas also has a defense coach who was fired by Dallas recently and obviously now made his way to to Vegas. So this is going to be a very interesting series. Just from that storyline alone, imagine if Peter DeBoer, he gets fired by the Golden Knights. DeBoer, I, I did it again. Imagine getting fired by the Golden Knights and then a year later you have a chance to beat the team that fired you to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. Have we ever heard that story in sports before? I mean like yeah Andy Reid yeah he just beat the Eagles but that was that was 10 years ago where Andy Reid got fired by the Eagles. I'm talking about a year later where the coach that got fired by the team a year later, has a chance to either beat the team in the championship or beat the team to advance to the championship or to even just advance in the playoffs. When has that ever happened? I don't know if it if it ever has. Um, There's got to be someone out there that can look that up, but boy, I'll tell you right now, I'm a Golden Knights fan all the way. Uh, it would fucking suck if Peter DeBoer beat the Golden Knights to advance. I would hate that. I mean, that would sting for a long, long time. 
Uh, I do want to go back to the NFL real quickly, get a couple of other stories out there. Uh, Matt Ryan joining CBS Sports, but made it clear this is not a retirement from the NFL yet. Um, let's think about this one for a sec. You're re- you're you're not retiring, but you're going to start your broadcast career. I think Gronk did something similar, if I'm not mistaken, when he came out of retirement. Because he didn't play for a full season. Matt Ryan? Uh, I don't know, man. Here's what I'm going to say about the whole broadcast realm. Because I know a lot of people are talking about whether or not Alex Smith would consider being a quarterback's coach in the NFL one day. These broadcasters, the former players that become broadcasters, they get paid some nice money. It's not the same as their football contracts, but when it comes to being a broadcaster, man, you consider playing and coaching. Coaching. Listen, some of you guys may not realize this. Coaches spend until almost sunrise and stay until after the sun sets in their offices. Doing all kinds of things. And if you don't believe me, take it from Kevin Harlan. Because Kevin Harlan, uh, he mentioned in during one of his radio broadcasts on Monday Night Football, he said, hey, look, we know that sometimes NFL coaches work late and they'll listen to us on their way there. So he just gave like a friendly shout out to the coaches um, out there. So not just head coaches. We're talking all, all coordinators, assistants, all of them. Being an assistant coach in the NFL is not that glorious of a life. Um, Charlie Weiss even talked about how difficult it was, even in the NFL and in in the coaching realm. Um, Once you're in broadcasting, you're going to find that the money's nice and it is far less stressful. And you get far more time with your family, man. Look at Alex Smith in the last two, three seasons he dealt with with his leg injury. Man, that took so much out of him that I think he was ready to retire and have a job that would allow him to spend far more time with his family. If Alex Smith went from retiring as a player to coaching, dude, I mean, you're basically not going to be in your kids' lives again. People don't realize this. Like, Coaching is not that easy of a job. It's really not. Even in the offseason, man, there are so many things these coaches are are doing. Um. Players, yeah, I mean, players are living like a luxurious life, going here and there, enjoying life one bit at a time, going to concerts, going to the Met Gala, going to the, uh, what's the horse race called? Um, Kentucky Derby, going to all these playoff games for hockey, basketball. Um, coaches don't have that same kind of time and, and luxury. My Ryan is up there in age. I love Alex Smith on the field as a broadcaster. Uh, I would love to see him coach at quarter. Yeah, I mean, I would too. But you know, would he want that? That would be that would take a lot uh, of, of time. Being a broadcaster, I mean, man, these former players that are that turn into broadcasters, the amount of time and effort they put in, not as much as some of you guys might think. And money's not bad for it too, considering the amount of work that goes into it. My point is, I would not be surprised. If Matt Ryan fell in love with the gig and did not come back. 
Devontae Adams not happy with the Las Vegas Raiders. Shocker, someone is not happy with the Raiders. A Raiders player is not happy with their team. Oh my God, who knew? Uh, I'm trying to look up something real quickly as I say this. So Devontae Adams was on the Ringer podcast. And made a comment that went viral. Basically, he said that he doesn't see eye to eye with the vision that the team has for the offense moving forward. Obviously, he's kind of butthurt about all this because his buddy Derek Carr, uh, who he reunited with after they played together at Fresno State, uh, they were obviously looking forward to playing together, but that did not go into fruition uh, after a very disappointing year from the Raiders. All that hype, too, by the way. Uh, by the way, I still stand by everything I said with Derek Carr quitting. 100% he quit. If you get benched, go be the best backup possible for two seasons or two weeks. They gave you nine seasons, an opportunity for nine seasons, and you walked out like that? I, I'm sorry, man. You can't con- you can't convince me that's not quitting. Um, there are a lot of play- Eli Manning, the way he was told about getting benched, he didn't walk out on his team. He didn't talk about a distraction. He still showed up to work every day and was a backup for Daniel Jones. Um, But anyway, neither here nor there. So I get Devontae Adams' frustration because he was really looking forward to playing with Derek Carr and whatnot. Gwen says Adams will be a New York Jets player soon. Yeah, he's uh, going to go reunite with... um, with his buddy Aaron Rodgers at this point. I mean, uh, funny how he's talking about going from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer. Boy, that comment did not age well one bit. He was in trouble for pushing the camera guy. What happened with that? He has a court date next month, Gwen. He has a court date next month. So, gotta wait and see. Uh, he was charged with uh, assault. That's it, though. That is it. Uh, he signed a five-year, $141 million deal. Imagine this. You you bring in a big-name player. You give up a lot to get him, and you immediately sign him to a five-year, $141 million deal. And then before year two even starts, he's already expressing his frustrations with the, with the team. If I had to put money down right now as to whether or not Devontae Adams is going to play through that five-year contract, I don't see it happening. I mean, Devontae Adams sounds like he wants out of Las Vegas right now. And this is a guy that was supposed to replace Henry Ruggs, right? Because Henry Ruggs, I mean, his trajectory was so high that this guy was on pace to having a great career in the NFL. And we all know what happened. I kind of alluded to that earlier with the uh, Tony Ferguson story. But this was your replacement for Henry Ruggs. And it looked like it was going to be just fine. Yeah, sure, you lost a first-round draft pick out of that with Ruggs. This was going to be... This was going to make you forget about that whole thing, but no. Uh, he's going to go to the Saints for what? The same amount of success the, the Raiders had last year? I mean, Listen, I'm not trying to be a Derek Carr hater. I just say it the way I see it. Derek Carr is not going to do anything for the Saints. People always talk about how he never had a defense. Well, the team he's playing for now, sure, they've got a good defense, a great defense, actually. The team he plays for now... When he played against them in whatever week it was, the same week the Chiefs had a bye week, he couldn't even cross the 50-yard line. His backup came in and did it, and the only reason he was able to cross the 50-yard line, the Saints were in prevent defense at that point. Um, Man, it's just, 
anyway, I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, my, my point is, I just don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play through that five-year contract in Las Vegas. I just don't see it. I don't know if it's a Josh McDaniels issue. I don't know if it's, a, if it's a Mark Davis issue. I don't know if it's a quarterback issue. Maybe it's a combination of all of the above. Maybe 25% here, 30% here, 50%. I, I don't know. Um, it's never just one thing. But I just don't know right now if I'm Jimmy G. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, do I have any confidence going into the season? Like, your number one receiver already is not giving you the the, the signal of approval here. Imagine if Travis Kelsey went out publicly and complained about Patrick Mahomes. Do you think those two are going to have some great chemistry going into a season? Of course not. Um, Not to compare Mahomes and Kelsey to Jimmy G and Devontae Adams, but... You you got to get some confidence from your number one pass catcher, right? Devontae Adams might be the best receiver in the NFL talent-wise. Um, he's up there with Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill. But, you know, if you're going to give this kind of a message in the offseason, boy, it's going to be a very long year in Las Vegas. I'm telling you right now, if you want to, if your team is visiting the Raiders, and you want a guaranteed win, I suppose you could maybe get a vacation going to Vegas and get some tickets to watch your team beat the Raiders. Because odds are, that's very possible. I mean, that, that, that's that's very likely to happen. Uh, a couple other things I want to get into here. Frank Mason, a lot of you guys remember Frank Mason. He played for the Kansas Jayhawks, had a an illustrious college career, and ended up winning AP Player of the Year in his final year as a Jayhawk. That player of the year trophy is no longer in his possession. This is a very crazy story. I don't think we've ever heard a story like this before. Frank Mason, he ended up playing for the Sacramento Kings for a little bit. He was waived in July of 2019. A couple weeks later, he signs with the Milwaukee Bucks. I mentioned earlier the NFL or the the NFL life. Yeah, um, it's not as great as some might think. And... Um, you know, you, you, you get released, you go from city to city here and there. There are some players that, that have played for three teams in one season. Um, we're talking like guys who are in backup roles. Not the not a uh, not a very lively type of football career, as some might think. Uh, I know there are a lot of young kids that think that every athlete is like this big time millionaire when that's not the case at all. With the uh, with Frank Mason he was let go by the Kings, signed a couple of weeks later with the Bucks. His career in Milwaukee did not pan out the way he thought it was going to pan out. So he ended up playing internationally. He ended up playing in France. So what he did, he still had his place and a lot of his, um, a, a lot of things that he possessed in uh, Sacramento that belonged to him. He needed to put that in the storage because obviously you don't want to pay rent for an apartment when you're not living there. So I guess he had a friend in Sacramento they there was a, a storage unit that had some space. He ended up putting a lot of his his belongings there, including his AP Player of the Year trophy. Unfortunately, this friend of his that he trusted, his uh, he was not paying for this storage unit. Now I don't know what happened. I've never had a situation like this happen to me. Fortunately, I don't know what happens with the unit itself. Does the owner of that unit? I mean, do they own whatever 
was in there. I don't, I don't know how this stuff works. I really don't. The article on USA Today did not clearly explain this. But Gray Flannel Auctions, they pretty much got ownership of that storage unit that had Frank Mason's Player of the Year trophy uh, that, again, was being uh, that was under his friend's name, the guy who was making the payments for it. I'm sure he worked out a deal with his friend to pay him and whatnot. Uh, that unit was sold in an auction for more than $3,800. That entire unit uh, and everything inside it now belongs to someone else. Uh, so Frank Mason's Player of the Year trophy, no longer in his possession, no longer uh, something that he owns, it now belongs to someone else. Um... This wasn't a situation where someone saw Frank Mason's trophy and put a, a bid on it. Because, I, I mean, it's not like it has your name on it. Um, but, man, does this person have some leverage or what? Because Frank Mason is trying really hard to get this trophy back. And understandably so, dude. Like, that is something you worked very hard for. There are very few people out there that can claim that they were the AP College Player of the Year. Do you know how many college basketball teams are out there? It was like more than a hundred. Okay. Like getting MVP in the NFL or the NBA, like that's one thing. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's very difficult to do, but in college sports, when you have all these different institutions, it is not easy to do. So for Frank Mason, uh, he is trying very hard to get this back. And I, I get, I get why I, I completely understand, but man, this is on you. You trusted the wrong person. Hey, listen, I don't know. I, I, know, I know Frank Mason was not making millions and millions of dollars, but I'm sure there was a storage unit for a very fair price where he could have put that trophy at, at his own expense, right? Instead of trusting someone else. Look, I don't know who this guy is. His best friend, maybe someone he met while playing in Sacramento. I have no idea, but... Boy, um, you trusted the wrong person, dude. You really did. That sucks. It really does. I mean, if I ever won uh, an illustrious award like this, I would trust very, very, very few people with this, man. Um, listen, I'm sorry. Even some, even some of my best buds that come on here on my podcast frequently, I wouldn't trust them with any of that stuff. Uh, if I really need to lock it up somewhere... Take matter into your own hands, okay? You got to be in control of these kinds of things. And unfortunately, Frank Mason let someone else be in control of it. And now he no longer has his Player of the Year trophy. I hope he gets it back. I really do. I like Frank Mason. He did so much in, in, in Kansas. Um, it's just unfortunate his NBA career didn't pan out. But you trusted the wrong guy, man. Last thing I want to talk about here, Pat McAfee. A lot of people listen to Pat McAfee's show. It's honestly better than a lot of... Uh, podcasts and sports talk radio out there. Um, he is uh, the Pat McAfee show is on its way to ESPN. Also going to be on ESPN Plus. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the show? It's a great thing for Pat and his crew. I mean, they they backed out of their massive four year, hundred twenty million dollar deal with FanDuel. But what kind of a show will it be under ESPN? And I know he, uh, Pat McAfee did respond to the criticism to those who have maybe been questioning this. And he said he understood the, um, the, uh, the questioning and the concerns. He did ask for fans to have faith in this. Okay, I'll play along. I really will. Here's where I, here's what I will say though. 
Um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of, there's a lot of good content out there that when someone, um, uh, of a big network like ESPN sees that they obviously want a piece of the pie. Okay. Who wouldn't want Pat McAfee's show on their network? Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM used to have the Pat McAfee show. But at some point, we all know McAfee's got this unorthodox style where he curses, maybe maybe fires a shot when necessary at certain athletes here and there. Um, I mean, they, they, they talk about sports the same way you and your buddies talk about sports, right? If a certain comment is ever made, ESPN might face some, some criticism for this and say, look, we got to have some creative control with this. Listen, I've been in situation not to compare myself to Pat McAfee or anyone else out there that's had their big content picked up by another uh, network. I've had podcasting websites. Back when I was doing my Chiefs podcast, I've had podcasting websites reach out to me and say, hey, look, we love your Chiefs podcast and we really want you to to have your podcast on our network. And I've thought about it. First of all, these podcasting websites in general don't pay much or pay very little. Um, second of all, there is there is this creative freedom that a lot of people want to have when they do a podcast. Um, you lose that if you go under if your show goes to another network. I don't know what percentage. Belongs to who? With ESPN and Pat McAfee here. ESPN loves Pat McAfee. He did a tremendous job with College Game Day. And they also used him for the Pro Bowl. But I just don't know what kind of a show it's going to be moving forward. He's claiming it's going to be the same show. Okay, not to, I'm not here to call him a liar. I'm sure that's what they all agreed on. But if someone complains about something on the show, well, then ESPN might say, hey, Pat, we might need to we might need to tighten up some things with uh, with the creativity here. And obviously that's not something anyone from the Pat McAfee show would want. I mean the guy the way that those guys have operated with their show for years, they've done a great job and they have so much fun doing it. They really do. Like I know a lot of people don't like Barstool Sports, but you can't deny the people that are there doing the content that they do cuz Barstool Sports will do the whole behind the scenes thing. They have so much fun doing what they do. They really do. Um, I remember uh, part of my take was briefly on ESPN, and that got canceled because of some drama involving um, one of the sports broadcasters. I can't remember. uh, Samantha Ponder, I think it was. So it's like, you know, you got to be careful with what you say. Otherwise, you'll lose your partnership with ESPN or whoever. So... Uh, I think it's great for Pat. It really is. Everyone loves Pat McAfee. Everyone does. But um, what what's going to happen? Is is ESPN going to live up to their word? And is it going to be the same show on ESPN? Can you cuss on ESPN? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show still. But hopefully it's still the same kind of show. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Farscast. Episode 100, 100 episodes. I appreciate all of you guys. 
Uh, obviously, we didn't have as many viewers uh, during the day. Uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast during a weekday. Uh, did it? Obviously, not as many people watch. For those who did watch, I appreciate it. Uh, n- no harm, though. I mean, I understand. I expected it with um, with this. Uh, I wanted to do a test at some point, and we finally did one. But nonetheless, you have the archived version. That is always available for all of you guys to tune in and download. Uh, I don't know exactly when I'm going to do a podcast next time. Generally, uh, so my birthday is this weekend. Uh, generally, what I like to do, I like to take off uh, from doing any kind of podcasting on my birthday and from uh, uh, not Labor Day, Memorial Day weekend. But we've been kind of inactive with the podcast lately, so I may come back uh, before Memorial Day weekend and we'll do a podcast. So uh, I'll enjoy. I'm going to do a lot of relaxing, probably a lot of eating and drinking this weekend on my birthday. Hopefully the Golden Knights can win on my birthday. I'm really hoping that happens. That would be a nice gift. Uh, That's the only gift I really care for, to be honest with you. Other than that, I appreciate all of you guys downloading and listening, watching live. I'm out of here. Take care. Enjoy your Thursday. Thursday.